into the contest. It's Friday the 9th of July. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. Shane Lee. Look, Shane, who was the biggest prick you ever played against? <laughs> Jesus, that's a loaded question, mate. Um... I don't know if there was any real big pricks, mate. Just um, some of the fast bowls from the West Indies were very, very awkward to play against, mate. Pretty, pretty frightening. But uh, I wouldn't say they were pricks, mate. Mate, let me have a think about that, and I'll come back to you next week with that one. You certainly wouldn't have said it to the West Indies bowlers <laughs> while you were batting. God no rest way. his old Dino when he asked him to take these sweatbands off to Kurtley Ambrose. Boy, oh boy, a huge show on the way. Shadwicker, Brisbane comedian, rugby league tragic John Stephenson, former Olympian. We're not far away from Tokyo. Now, Shane, the Barty party, Pims, strawberries, cream, she's through to the final at Wimbledon. How good is it? Very, very proud of our Ash, uh, Ash Barty, and particularly in lockdown here from Sydney, it's great to have a little ray of sunshine, mate. And look, she uh, to beat Kerber, it's a massive achievement. Uh, Kerber, you know, a former champion, left-hander, German, strong, um, very, very good around the court. Ash just won in straight sets again, 6-3, 7-6, got, got the... The ball on her terms and um, and just really controlled the game. And she's still got a big game ahead of her against Pliskova. But, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. And Ash, to win it, hopefully, 50 years after a former Australian, Yvonne Gulgon-Cawley, would be unbelievable. Yeah, where she debuted in that final in 1971. Of course, fellow Indigenous Australian Ash Barty. There's so much sport about it. Now, what about at the Euros? There was already controversy in that semi-final, England and Denmark. And now... The laser pointing, fans putting lasers in the eyes of the goalkeeper, Shane. The old laser beam. Yep, it, um, apparently so, mate. And uh, But it reminds me of when we were playing cricket in India, and they used to use um, somewhat less technology back then, but it was um, they'd use the sun and old biscuit tin lids mm. and reflect when you were batting, they reflect the sun into your eyes from the grandstands, and it was bloody off-putting, I tell you that much. Yeah, I could have used that as an excuse when I uh, top-scored with 52 and I've been bowled four times, the old biscuit tin in India. But yeah, Schmeichel, of course, the uh, goalkeeper in Denmark. It's all history now, but uh, controversy at the Euros. Coming up on Afternoon Sport today, he loves his rugby league. His name is Shad Wicker, Brisbane comedian. Fridays, it doesn't really matter what's going on. They're great days because we have the opportunity to talk to Brisbane comedian, rugby league, absolute tragic, Queensland tragic, Shad Wicker. How are you? Mate, I'm doing all right here in uh, Brizzy. But before we kick into rugby league, I want to give a quick shout out to an amazing Queenslander that uh, absolutely smashed it overnight. Ash Barty, how good was it? She's Australian as well, which is good. Yeah, but she's a Queenslander, <laughs> mate, and I need to grab anything I can at the moment. She, she's a superstar. And um, if she goes on to actually win the whole tournament, she ends up uh, the 50 years after Yvonne Corley. So. That'd be huge, mate. Mate, it is on. It is absolutely yep. on. I'm telling you. Like, I've like this feels like the same Barty train from last time. I mean, the, the energy is there. She smashed it last night. So, yeah, talking about getting smashed last night, um, Manly, Manly without Dale Cherry Evans and, and the Trebojevic brothers lost to the Raiders, um, 30 to 16. And, um, interesting stat here, Shad Manly this year, 2021, are 39 points worse off 
when Tom Travojevic doesn't play. Isn't that ridiculous? We've spoken about this uh, a while back when we were renaming some of the uh, NRL teams. If you remember, we renamed mm. Manly to be the Turbos because without him <laughs> on the field, they just can't win a game. I was amazed that him not being in the side, that the, the Raiders are playing $4.50. Yeah. Um, but, they were, but they were missing uh, the, you know, the rebadged Papa Leahy and Jack Whiten as well, weren't they? Uh, that's true, but honestly, mate, we, we know this. We know this. When Tommy's not on the field, Manly have no idea how to score points. Yeah, he's definitely the heart and soul of, of that team, Timmy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a superstar, and he's a superstar of the game. That's part of the reason why Bluecastle will dominate again on Wednesday and we'll make it a clean sweep for the first time since 2000, <laughs> but I don't want to go there too early. Um, mate, Paul Vaughan. Uh, where do you want to take this to, Shattered? Like, it was the most stupid function of all time. It's cost him an $800,000 contract. The dragon's on their knees. Mate, COVID has really made some fascinating, like, opened the door to some fascinating parts of rugby league and sport in general, isn't it? Because there's a few things we've learned thanks to COVID. One is sport will never die. It will never die. It'll always be kept on the TV. We'll mm, find out absolutely. anyway mm. to make sure it keeps going. And the other is rugby league players will never learn. <laughs> well, Joy, Joy Arrow as well. That's the most recent story. Exactly. Like, it's either they want to go out and, you know, meet a lovely lady on the town, even though you're supposed to be in a COVID bubble. And then this party that's been going on at Vaughan's place, like, was it 10 players in the end that got pulled up for it? 13. Yeah, it was a full team. DeBellin's one of the most troubling ones to me. Mm. It's like you just got back after, like, a two-year layoff for some pretty hectic stuff. And then someone goes, hey, I know there's a gigantic lockdown at the moment. There's 38 new cases in Sydney. We really need to have all of us on the field at the moment because we're surprising everyone with our form. But how about all 10 of us come over to my place? Yeah. Have a few beers and break lockdown. Like, these guys are so dumb. And I tell you what, it is it is giving a good argument, though, to stop hitting these guys in the head on the field because it seems like a few of the screws have definitely come loose in those players. Yeah, good point, mate. But it's one thing you got to remember as a player too is that you, you sign a contract, hopefully for longer than one year, that gives you some security for yourself and for your family. But when you're paid $800,000 and you have a, a longer-term contract and you're a big um, drain on the uh, on the resources of a company, um, don't give them a chance to uh, get rid of you. And that's what they did, the Dragons. Yeah, and, and I mean, it doesn't really matter what remorse you show afterwards because the deed's done. It, like people, honestly, in this environment, people don't care because whatever's happening around them is affecting them. So it's, I don't think there's ever been a time where the actions of others has affected the person next door. So everyone's pissed off. And, and not um, to mention your entire fan base is locked up at the moment. Like yeah. you're, you're flaunting and like when people start looking at that money, they go, yeah, there's $800,000. This guy's playing rugby league. He still gets to travel around while I don't get to. Mm. Um, he gets to hang out with what many assume are some of your closest mates because you're playing in a footy team and you couldn't just hold off for one night. Mm. Like it's insane. And not only like I hats off to the, to the Dragons for doing it in many ways as well because yeah. there's a lot mm. of other clubs uh, like the one that I live just down the road from the headquarters of that let people go off scot-free for some of this behaviour. Mm. And, and like I've got to applaud that I reckon because it is, as it's like you say, it's like it's – you give them an excuse to rip up a pretty heavy contract that's, yep. that's on their cap. But at the same time, there's not a lot of clubs that want to get rid of players that they feel are quite important to their club, you know? I think his form may have played a part as well. If he was still killing oh, it. Oh, and, and look, he's a, he's a repeat offender. We hear about the sexting and, and the cafe breach. I mean, seriously, I mean, how many chances do you get? Now, Shad, just lightening the load a bit, what about this trip to Sydney when you actually could do a trip to Sydney a few weeks ago? And hopefully in a few weeks' time, you'll be back able to do that again. But... Um, 
it was an interesting little adventure, wasn't it? Well, I, I knew you'd want to hear this story, mate, because mm. it involves full frontal nudity of myself. <laughs> of you? Oh, no, it was yourself. Go the Bulldogs. I was staying in some um, some hotels while I was down there doing some gigs, and I uh, made I've made this mistake many times actually in my life. But I know mm. that you've like you know Shane, you've been traveling mm. obviously with your career as well. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but. Uh, I was in my room, obviously getting ready after I'd had a shower, uh, fully naked, having a nice dry, enjoying the nice view out of the room. Mm. Uh, but then realizing that my hotel room faced the other tower of hotel rooms. Oh, here we go. And uh, giving myself a good, you know, I've got to get, get myself dry. It's cold. You know, you don't yeah. want to stay wet. So I'm, get, I'm getting in there. <laughs> Excuses already. <laughs> and uh, I happened to lock eyes with a lovely uh, elderly woman across the way on a balcony. <laughs> how, how, how old are we talking here? Oh, oh, look, she's within my range. but um, <laughs> 75. <laughs> yeah, like a decent cricket score, I think you could probably. She's thinking what the, what the shed's happening. Mate, here. she's still at the window. So, so what happened? <laughs> how did this unveil? There you are. you got your hair flowing out. you got these big dreadlocks going and you you you, you know in your birthday was there any yes. reaction mate she she did sit sat there looked stare at me hey, and then just you. kept having a cup of tea mate she kept enjoying it and me being the performer i am you know i did a, I did a good five minutes up there just you know, really then, uh, then she picked up her binoculars Give the old yeah. helicopter oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no i think shad I, I think shad when tim was asking was there any reaction he was asking from you mate Oh, mate, don't worry. I've got that. Uh, it's all up here, mate. All up top later for those cold lockdown nights. Goodness gracious me. Well, okay, uh, finally to the subject, which is most important, Newcastle next week. You do look slightly better. I think, you know what? I was going over the side. Obviously, Jaira has really annoyed the hell out of me with this Queensland team. But um, it's it's nice to finally see. All this side does, to be honest, just shows how much they cooked it early on. Obviously, injuries played a role, but, you know, there's still some silly mistakes in there. Obviously, McCulloch straight out. Like, mm. I cannot believe that happened in game two. Ben Hunt straight in where he should be. AJ Brimson healthy on the bench in the 14 like he should be. Um, felt out. No offense. Like, like Felt, North Queensland player, good on him, but he's not quick enough to be playing in origin. Yeah. So a lot of the cuts I agree with. I'm a little bit concerned about how Coates and the Hammer are going to do on the edges there defensively. And I feel like if there is going to be a floodgates open, it'll be on their side of the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the pace. And I think that's what we needed to try and take you guys on and stop this clean sweep in Newcastle. It's going to be some speed. And it, what I'd love to see is to see the Hammer and the Fox have to chase down a footy. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good little chase if we can do that. Daily Cherry Evans will be his last Origin. That's my other call. He won't play Origin ever again after this. I, I think you're correct, and I think. But I tell you, I'm, I'm just really, really happy for the people of Newcastle who have been a great sporting town for so long. They are passionate um, uh, followers of sport, but also um, players of sport up there. So um, yeah, good on Newcastle for getting this opportunity. I'm, I'm glad we got two games in Queensland, even though we lost both of them. But it did kind of confuse me that they didn't go up to Newcastle for the last game. Because when it, when it was first mm. kind of slipped mm. up, like why mm. wasn't that really floated as an option? It was interesting to me. Because like, obviously you guys probably went really hard to get it back home because there's a very good chance of you guys clean sweeping it. So why would you do it up here? And I dare say our government went, oh, we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you got a score prediction though, Timmy? What do you reckon? Shad, 40 points to nil. New South Wales. Wow. You know what? I'm leaving. See you, buddy. Go get some clothes on. The lady's getting concerned. See you, Shad. Take care, mate. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, former Olympian John Stephenson. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. 
In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. All right, it is time to get a bit of Friday fun, lighten and load a bit and just relax on a Friday. Deep breath in, deep breath out. The world is wonderful. I'm trying to sort of chuck the vibes onto our former Olympian, John Stephenson. How are you, John? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Johnny, let's start with uh, let's start with Tim Zoo, mate. What, what do you think of the Tim Zoo fight? Oh, that's why I'm upset, Shane. I just why Australian boxing. I love boxing, and and those that are close to me know I I, I did it as a young bloke. I take myself as a bit of a boxing purist, mm-hmm. and um, and look, I take nothing away from Timmy fought well, but it just the holds a Rafa pulling out of the fight. Stevie Sparks he put up a, a really really good fight with all things that he had against him leading up to the fight. You know, one week's notice, up two weight divisions. He's a skilled mm-hmm. little fighter. But it just flattens me and makes me upset because we want to see the best of Tim, mm. you know. And, and when these fights happen in Oz Boxing, it, it, I don't know, it just it just sort of takes – when you're so proud of a sport, it sort of just, you know, it sort of flattens you a little bit. And, and not only that, I, well, really sort of – I was sad for last time was Liam Wilson. He fought Jody Noine, who – who was the fighter which came from the Philippines, did the two weeks quarantine, hadn't fought in 18 months and stopped Liam Wilson. Now, those that know boxing, Liam Wilson is a legit superstar boxer. Like he could win a world title, can punch hard, great fighter. And he just didn't look like Liam Wilson last night. But there was also good performances, which don't get talked about, like Wade Ryan fought unbelievably well. Like I was so, it was a rematch and Wade just boxed unbelievably beautiful. And then Sam RC, two Indigenous brothers, Sam RC had a first round knockout and just looked like an absolute superstar. But mm. um, but I just, I don't know, I just it just gets me a little bit upset. You know, I love boxing. And- well, it had, a, it had a bit like, to be honest with you, I'm not a pugilism expert. Sorry to interrupt you, but it, it did have a little bit, oh, let's get one of the ushers off the door to come in. I mean, Stevie Spark, okay, he's capable. But like, you know, it was just, a, it was a, a little car versus a Ferrari, and it was very obvious. Well, it was obvious the way, way Tim just walked him down. But but then it highlights the fact when you see Joey Nono come from the Philippines, two weeks quarantine, and then beat one of Australia's best boxers in Liam Wilson. And you peel it back one more leg, look at Zarafa, and you go, mate, you deprived us from a fight which we could have seen with Tim, which could have been fight of the year, um, you know, for yeah. Australian boxing. Now, Johnny, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the chosen flag bearers? For the, for the Olympics. Why? Look, I don't want to be that negative ex-athlete that just comes with the negative vibes, but let's be honest. Come on, guys. Please. Huh? Circle of trust? Why? I, I understand tradition and it's nice and and I'm really happy for Patty Mills to be honest, and Kate Campbell too, really absolute, not only great athletes, but great people, great humans. Um, but are they going to be able to walk around a track? Like, are they, who are they waving to? Like, I mean, it's deeper than just the flag bearers. Why I'm acting like this? Because it's just like, okay, why? What's happening? Well, what do you got? What are we doing with these flag bearing sort of activities? You know, so uh, it was cool. It was nice to see. It was a part of a formality, and yeah, well done. It's great. Good for you. Yeah, well done. 
Look, I hate to be the counterpoint but or the nemesis on this discussion, but... Don't do it then. Well, I'm going to because common sense is staring you in the face. There's going to be billions of billions of people watching on TV. That's, that's, and that's, that's, reason why, that's the reason that's why it's going ahead. Going Where are they walking? Around the, they're walking around the arena. With who? Hopefully not into the wind carrying a big flag. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, dude, think about you it. Saying, is this, so is there going to be a team behind them? Or are they just walking by themselves? Is there people in the stadium? Like, what's happening? Well, do you know or you don't know? What do you, you tell the story. You're, you're, you're walking this walk. No, no, no. Your counterpoint was that it's their moment decided by the billions of people. I just want to know, like, the actual live ambiance, what's going to be happening? Well, probably little, but you might hear, you know, some workers in the background. But you'll still watch it on TV. I'm sure they'll have those two and then two from each nation, um, COVID separately apart. Even that is just – it's not so much – I'm not looking – I'm not spitting on the fat Kate Campbell and, and, and my mm. boy Patty and what AOC has to do and what the formalities are. I'm just talking about the holistic understanding of this COVID where it's taken our beautiful sport, which is, and especially the Olympic Games and what it stands for. And I couldn't help but see the shine was taken away when, when they were both announced because that's such a big moment to be the flag bearer for your country. And just watching it yesterday, I just kind of was like, ugh, that's it. Do you know the funny thing, John, I, I thought that it was Dawn Fraser that presented them with a the flag. So they may not have got the flags anyway. <laughs> She might have knocked them off. Did you get to keep your torch when you walk with it, Shane? Um, now, John, look, look. I tried to give you a bit of the kumbaya sort of theme at the start because I could tell you you're in a cranky sort of angry kind of mood. You know, sort of you live in your own little bubble. You you go bubble and you go bubble again in your own little bubble. But what what about the, I don't know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen with the Melbourne Grand Prix now that it's cancelled? Um, <laughs> You just—I think you're doing this on purpose. Why are we going to talk about all these things? Like, I am honestly like this is the nail in the coffin for me today on this Friday. I was going to have a great Friday, and then two days ago, I find out that the Grand Prix is being cancelled. Which I did say this when it got changed to November. I said to you there'll be a high likelihood this thing's going to be cancelled, and it is. And also, the MotoGP as well is is cancelled in Australia. Which for motor racing fans, that's the two events you look forward to. Every year, it's what keeps you involved in the sport. It's what keeps you loving the sport. It's what keeps kids that want to become, you know, the next Dan Ricardos or want to become the next David Reynolds or they want to become the next uh, Jack Miller. They, they, they see these events and they actually get to see them live and, and live and, and hopefully fulfill their dream. And again, you know, again, this COVID is, is just lurking over every sporting event we're doing. And I know there'll be listeners going, yeah, John, but you know, it's just part of life and we've got to deal with it. But I've got very different views on this disease. And I, and I think it's, it's really crippling our society and, and especially Australian sporting is just in our social fabrics, playing sport, being healthy. And, you know, and I, I just, I hate seeing these major events be taken away from us. This, we've all seen the movie Straight Out of Compton, but this is a, this is John Straight Out of Lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> the angry, <laughs> angry man. I take it from that that you're not happy with the Melbourne Grand Prix. Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, I, I don't Ooh. know if you want me to spell it to you, Tim, but. No, 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 no. I was being a bit satirical. Um, what can we do to sort of brighten up your Friday? What can we do to sort of put a little bit of sunshine in your life? Anything. I, I don't know if this is curable right now, how I feel. I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> the real reason why I was so filthy in the boxing, I had the best multi on, right? And the one leg, Liam Wilson. <laughs> now we got to the bottom of it. That's the real reason, guys. But I'm going to jump into a weekend, hopefully make it back. Yeah, I said it. Anyway, guys, love yous and look forward to next week. Likewise. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes out to our guests today, Shad Wicker and to John Stephenson. Thank you to our sponsors, Spartan Sports. www.spartansportshq.com And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back next week for your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.